Welcome to Tips and Tools on Therapy Cable. I'm Dr. Isan Garajadaki, otherwise known as Dr. G. And this episode will be about um, a request of one of our viewers who has requested to explain borderline personality disorder. And we certainly would love to um, invite our viewers to turn in requests. We will be glad to uh, provide explanations, descriptions, and more information about any topic that you would like to know about, including personality disorders or any other types of uh, medical or psychological disorders. Now, today's topic on borderline personality disorder requires a little bit of explanation. This term, borderline personality disorder, is uh, so far really an old term that has been used for many, many years and is the official diagnosis of a personality disorder or otherwise an enduring, pervasive, inflexible uh, impairment of functioning in a person's uh, day-to-day life and the way they relate to themselves and other people engage with their environment or uh, otherwise also known as a person's personality. Uh, This diagnosis is uh, a valid diagnosis according to DSM-4, or Diagnostic Statistical Manual, published by the American Psychological Association, version 4. Nowadays, with the version 5 coming to the 4, and uh, also mandating a more or less uh, up-to-date coding across the field in the medical field where everybody starting October 2015 is going to uh, have to uh, really adhere to more up-to-date uh, nomenclature and diagnosis. Uh, it, this type of personality disorder is going to be more uh, known as unstable emotional uh, personality disorder, if you will. And that's really the core uh, subject of it, whether the old term borderline personality disorder or unstable emotional personality we want to go with, the core issue is that unstable emotional response, if you will. So, uh, in general, let's kind of contrast a borderline personality uh, characteristic with a non-borderline characteristic. Uh, if people in general who do not have emotionally impulsive, unstable, or borderline uh, reactions to situations are faced with emotionally intense and taxing uh, events and situations, such as somebody criticizing them for an action or behavior, someone um, getting upset at them, or um, you know, show an, a kind of unpleasant, maybe even disrespectful um, and, and intense type of a uh, gesture. Uh, these individuals who are suffering, if you will, from this type of a disorder, uh, they, they immediately react to these situations with a very type of a characteristic pattern which usually includes lack of emotional regulation. So uh, they get intensely upset, sometimes even disproportionate to the situation. 
and uh, it really affects them at the, the depth of their um, existence as if a major catastrophe more or less unacceptable um, situation has occurred to them uh, they may see themselves as the victim in the situation um, and also take certain actions uh, that are visible and sometimes even um, may not be visible immediately because action may take some time to occur uh, but is related to that event and again the some of the major features are the disproportionateness of uh, of the reaction that this individual shows to to their to their own feelings of being victimized or unjustly treated or disrespected or um, hurt in one way or another and linked to that event and an actual behavior that has occurred by someone that they have been in contact with. Uh, regularly, generally, people may have much more tolerance, um, notion of forgiveness, or again, going back to their own self, a sense of emotional regulation or ability of emotional regulation that allows them to you know, deal with the situation in a more temporary fashion. They can deal with it, let go, and they, they do not um, uh, react too intensely. But for a person with borderline personality characteristics, it's going to be very, very difficult to let go of that situation. They may feel they just cannot let go. They may feel so overwhelmed. And, um, and again, it goes back to that sensation of some injustice, some, uh, some attack has happened to them. Uh, somebody else is at fault and uh, they need to, they feel like they need to take this intense action to uh, either call for justice or re-establish justice or re-establish connection. Which, by the way, brings me to the second most char important characteristic of this disorder, that sense of connection that has been uh, impaired. Because um, to some, uh, according to some theories, uh, the, the core issue of a person with borderline personality is a fear of abandonment. And if that fear has been triggered through some interaction, uh, the individual may feel abandoned or uh, at risk of abandonment, um, impending abandonment very, very soon. And therefore, they try to almost counteract that possibility or probability of abandonment by engaging in some either verbal, nonverbal, behavioral tactics to uh, protect themselves, to uh, almost guarantee a, a, a continuation of the connection between themselves and the other individual. However, again, it is done into such an extreme uh, fashion and and uh, uh, delivery that usually uh, scares people off. It may be counterproductive. It may be it may be quite uh, detrimental or destructive at times, and uh, and ultimately backfires and distances people even more from them. 
because the individual who is again with the borderline personality characteristics uh, is not aware in that moment how intense their reactions can become. They are not aware of that disproportionateness. They are not aware of the detrimental destructive impact that their behavior will have on others. And even if they become aware, their inner notion of having been unjustly treated um, almost uh, wins in that situation, convincing them that maybe they are entitled to uh, that type of almost retaliation or intense self-protection. Because again, the internally, uh, one can say they're, uh, they're, they're uh, falling apart, they're fragmented, they, are, uh, uh, they cannot really take it, take that type of a um, sense of um, blow to their ego, to their self-esteem, to their confidence. Uh, to their uh, to their ability to contain and regulate uh, themselves in the moment and in reality almost an existential uh, terror that they experience is leading to that type of a justification and entitlement to do anything possible in that moment to prevent the worst thing from happening and the worst thing being their sense of existing, being, connecting, uh, communicating, uh, just kind of composing themselves, that all is falling apart and they take this intense reaction uh, to the situation in order to kind of almost keep themselves together uh, from falling apart. However, uh, again, not having the awareness or the, the sense of, um, if you will, overall um, understanding that this type of uh, intensity is just not helpful, uh, keeps them from learning from these experiences, and they, they cannot adjust and adapt for future instances and events. Uh, so there is a little bit of inflexibility, and that's also another characteristic of why we call this a personality disorder. Uh, personality disorders generally are characterized by a by a notion of inflexibility. If the people were flexible enough, they, they wouldn't have a personality disorder. They would experience a bout of, or a phase of um, impairment in interpersonal relationships, but it would be short-lived and they would get over it, they would quickly learn from it and, uh, and, and, and adapt to the situation and really grow into a more adaptive, flexible, uh, malleable type of a way of interacting with people. Uh, but uh, individuals, especially again, in this case, with a borderline personality characteristic, they are inflexible and cannot learn from that situation. Um, now, the most important part I would say that I would like to get your attention to is stop from diagnosing friends and families and co-workers and so forth from, uh, with a borderline personality. If you see uh, the symptoms, which I will explain in a few minutes, uh, and if you see these core issues happening in their lives. 
because uh, it, it's just not helpful, you know, for various, various reasons. Uh, one reason can be easily because you're not a professional, and uh, if you are not professional, uh, if you are a professional, then I'm sure you would certainly refrain from labeling people uh, outside of the scope of your profession. But if you're not a professional and uh, you're learning about this issue and borderline personality and you may see the symptoms and signs in other people, uh, labeling them will lead to actually kind of a deterioration of their situation. Uh, it will also deteriorate your relationship and rapport and trust and friendship with them. And uh, whether it is coworker or family member, uh, it will be hurtful. And uh, also, it uh, really doesn't solve, it doesn't lead to any type of a help or solution for them. In fact, it may uh, really taint the, their view of mental issues and uh, make them less amenable to go seek help. That's number one. Now, let's get to the symptoms of really, of, of what a layman could see in, uh, and be able to use that series of symptoms as a way to uh, not label or a diagnose by de but detect um, a borderline personality, uh, some borderline personality characteristics. Uh, generally, what we can see that would be almost a hallmark of borderline personality in day-to-day -day functioning with people we see on a uh, you know, either, either sporadically with just new acquaintances or people who have, we have known for a while. Uh, the hallmark is, is this black and white, this extreme polarized uh, views about people that they interact with, which we know as a sense of on the one pole, on the hand, one hand, uh, uh, high uh, validation or evaluation or idealization of, of the person they're in touch with and on the opposite pole and uh, on the other hand uh, a devaluation, a uh, denigration, a, a put down, a complete disregard and disappointment in that same person. So if you notice for instance you get to know someone and they immediately and that's another part of it is that immediacy without really knowing you much, without really uh, having spent, uh, you know, at least a few months, if not years with you, they immediately feel connected, they immediately uh, ev evaluate you as a, um, as a really best friend, a soulmate, a highly praised individual that they have always wished to get to know. Uh, they're quick to that type of a judgment of what we call idealization. So they idealize you immediately within a very short period of time based on very few uh, uh, points or evidence. And, and it won't take long uh, through ups and downs of your relationship with them that they will arrive at a point where, again, based on very few points of uh, discord and distaste and discrepancy and differences between their viewpoint and your viewpoint, they may just again very, very quickly jump into this devaluation of you. So rather than idealizing you, they may end up uh, 
believing that uh, we are almost the worst thing that has happened to them in their lives and their their regard for you drops all the way uh, in, uh, you know disappears and they suddenly feel uh, they may feel disappointed uh, disrespected um, betrayed um, and even uh, again uh, abandoned uh, almost by yourself and that is what leads to that sense of uh, necessity to put you down to to uh, to destroy that image that they have of you that's what leads them to go to the opposite end and again if you think about it you can kind of maybe understand that this has to do with a sense of protection when a person comes in and idealizes another person there is that need of connection you know when they associate themselves with uh, someone whom they regard highly they feel protected they feel uh, valued they feel uh, appreciated they feel again there's a sense of um, being kind of uh, you know uh, encapsulated in, in a warm uh, lovely image that they are valuable and they are associated with this uh, highly praised individual and and therefore feel warm and cozy and and safe and uh, and then the opposite of it paradoxically has kind of the same effect because if they for some reason throughout your relationship with them they feel that there is this sense of discrepancy and differences and there is this danger of disconnection that where you may walk away or you may leave them or in a situation where they would be completely unsafe, insecure and vulnerable, then it's better off, they are better off to sever this connection early on and again kind of protect themselves by almost isolating themselves from a perceived devious image of you uh, so that they don't have to deal with the ensuing abandonment or having felt abandoned by the person that they had idealized before. So it's a sense of self-protection that kicks in. Hi, welcome to Adelante. This is Adelante Recovery, and my name is Yvette Kuglin, and I'm part of the staff. Adelante Recovery Center has helped people in dual diagnosis for five years. We accept most PPO insurances and provide luxury accommodations and 24-hour support. To speak with an admissions counselor, call 1-888-242-4450. A lot of time, we don't even know what's wrong with us, and sometimes we need to get away to figure that out. So if you want to go for a little retreat out in Corona Del Mar, is a confidential location we're here to help so we're only a phone call away thank you now the question is how is it triggered and that is again another hallmark of borderline personality disorder which has been uh, also to according to another theory especially dialectical behavioral therapy uh, and theory uh, the, the major component that describes the, the specific problematic 
uh, nature of borderline personality disorder that is summarized in really kind of two words, and that's called self-regulation. Um, and what we mean by that is a lack of emotional self-regulation that generally people would really need uh, an emotional self-regulation is something is an ability that people would really need uh, to exercise to first of all learn and practice and then exercise and master within an interpersonal relationship with other human beings because if you think about it, us human beings being completely different from one another, everybody being a unique self to their own uh, existence, they are bound to differ and disagree and, um, and, and at times have conflict with each other and even be at odds with each other to the extent that they may get angry and upset and feel disappointed, feel intense feelings of perhaps shame, guilt, uh, fear, um, uh, disappointment, um, disillusion, hopelessness, helplessness, uh, and so forth. It's, those are natural feelings that human beings just simply feel on a daily basis, especially when it comes to an interpersonal relationship based on these unique differences that people have. We all come with a different code of, let's say, morality or, um, uh, or social uh, appropriate behavior, socially appropriate behaviors or individually appropriate behaviors, preferences that we have, biases um, that we have, stigmas and stereotypes that we deal with, um, social norms, cultural norms. Uh, linguistic norms, um, even existential norms, such as what is and or is not meaningful in life. Uh, those codes that each person carries with him or her, her with her uh, are bound to clash with each other. Those codes will clash in interpersonal relationships sooner or later because basically they're simply incompatible. They're, this is the nature of the world that we all are really incompatible with each other based on those unique characteristics. Now, uh, therefore, if we understand that each interpersonal relationship is, is comprised of good times and bad times, ups and downs, uh, good and happy and joyful and uh, pleasant feelings as well as unpleasant feelings, just like the ones I mentioned, then one should come to a conclusion that we really need a tool to deal with these ups and downs, which again we call as, we label as emotional self-regulation. Now, individuals who are suffering from borderline personality traits, they are very weak in that particular arena, in that emotional self-regulation. So they, are, they do not have the sense of, uh, if you will, confident self um, knowing exactly what to do if they feel disappointed a little bit by their partner, if they feel um, a little bit jealous, let's say, or a little bit um, uh, perhaps ignored, let's say. That's one of the good examples that can can come up with is a lot of times we feel ignored by our partner. And uh, generally, it's not the end of the world. It's not a big deal. 
uh, everybody has a right to be themselves at times or focus on, on what's important to them and then ignore their partner. But someone who has borderline personality uh, traits and is struggling with that inner sense of emotional dysregulation and cannot readily regulate themselves, they see that sense of uh, being ignored as a major blow. And uh, they don't know how to deal with that, to be ignored, to feel bad in that moment. And if you think about it, this then, this lack of um, skillfulness in the moment, this um, inept way of dealing with ups and downs of relationships, uh, such as being ignored, etc., then ultimately over time um, will lead to a heightened level of sensitivity toward all behaviors and actions of, of the partner. So an individual with borderline personality traits may uh, continue in their lives knowing more or less that they have to somehow protect themselves against these ups and downs of the relationship. Uh, not having the right skill set and tool to regulate themselves in the moment, they tend to then almost predict and prevent these situations from happening. Or if it is too late, they find themselves in a situation that is already emotionally intense, they will have to engage in certain strategies to deal with that emotionally intense situation that we had described, such as uh, basically uh, a, a um, almost uh, extreme intense emotional reaction, such as, uh, let's say, yelling or shouting or cussing or cursing or threatening. Uh, it, and these are all strategies that are designed to almost control the behavior of the partner to bring the partner or squeeze them or guide them into a certain path and uh, wishing, if you will, hoping and wishing that that type of a predictable behavior of the partner would lead to an ultimately desirable outcome that would work for this person with emotionally uh, or, or uh, unstable uh, personality characteristics, uh, such as, let's say, uh, not being ignored, but completely remaining in the center of attention of their partner. Uh, so an individual with a borderline personality may have kind of in the back of their mind, almost at the subconscious level, this uh, pattern, this roadmap, that I should never be ignored. So one preventive strategy uh, would be, again, if you think about it, uh, if I idealize my partner, if I praise them all the time, if I uh, attend to them all the time, if I kind of am clingy around them, spending all my time around them, uh, why should they ignore me? Why would there be any reason for me to be ignored? There's one kind of a preventive strategy, but then just in case it happens, because no human being would be capable of really handling that type of an attention, so their partner sooner or later would feel suffocated and 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 enveloped uh, to the extent overwhelmed 
that they they're they're smothered. They they do not want to completely and constantly give attention to their partner. They may spend some time alone or separate or attend to some other task in order to balance off this sense of suffocation, which then would trigger this sense of um um, you know, bad feeling, emotionally intense uh, state of, of mood in the person with borderline personality and uh, not knowing how to deal with it, they would then engage in this um, post-action or reactive uh, after-the-math type of a strategy, which would, for instance, in this case, uh, could include something like throwing a you know temper tantrum um, shutting down not there's no stonewalling not wanting to talk at all uh, even more intense emotional outbursts such as like the ones that I mentioned including crying um, uh, even physically breaking down um, and 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 kind of almost collapsing to the floor um, uh, separating oneself from the other person. All these are strategies to convey the depth of pain and hurt that they are experiencing related to that feel, having felt ignored. And you may wonder that this is very disproportionate and that's exactly what I started with. There's These reactions are quite disproportionate to the situation, but it makes sense to the individual with the borderline personality based on their fear of abandonment, followed by their emotional dysregulation, and strategies to maintain the sense of protection that they would like to receive from the relationship. So if you put all that together, you would see how um, they design their daily interactions with other people around these, uh, you know, kind of, if you will, deficits. Uh, those deficits, as we mentioned, sins of abandonment, uh, lack of emotional regulation or emotional dysregulation or intense emotional uh, reactions to situations that are disproportionate and strategies to either prevent or uh, intervene in order to prevent the worst from happening and which are also deficient, they are disproportionate, they are damaging, they are they're impaired and they're dysfunctional in relationships. Uh, as a result, the partner may end up uh, also developing their own strategies uh, because certainly communication has not worked. If you think about it, uh, no partner of a person with personality disorder can really communicate the uh, intense chaotic uh, kind of dynamics of this interaction to their partner with a disorder. Um, first of all, if anything that was communicated could come across as labeling and blaming and further attack and victimizing the person, the subject person. And secondly, uh, even if it didn't come across as such, because the uh, person with the borderline personality doesn't have the emotional tools to deal with this conflict and strife ultimately would also lead to further deterioration of the communication and further isolation and separation between the partners. That's how you see that the communication wouldn't have worked. And as a result, 
you have an individual who as a partner of the person with burden on personality uh, may simply come up with very nonverbal behavioral strategies to simply uh, comply as much as possible while they are around their partner and try to stay away from the partner as much as possible, uh, if possible. And uh, that is something that um, you may see play out in a way that, for instance, the partner keeps themselves busy with work, with other family members, with hobbies, with all kinds of excuses to stay away from their partner. And uh, and when they do arrive or are spending time together, they may simply become a a yes-sayer, a a person who is just compliant with everything that their, their, their partner wants because they're afraid any discrepancy, any difference, any um, difference of opinion or action or change of plans may actually set off this person even more. That's what we uh, also know as another, uh, another under another label as uh, walking on eggshells. And uh, now I do want to also mention that individuals with borderline personality uh, characteristics, they are not to solely blamed, to be solely blamed for their predicament because it's not like um, there are these evil individuals who go around the, the town and create this mayhem and uh, whether fully aware of it or fully unaware of it, that doesn't matter. It's more the interaction between them and other individuals uh, that results into this uh, maintenance of the dysfunctional relationship to the point where strategies on both ends, on both the person with the personality problem and their uh, spouse or family members are kind of at fault. They co-create this situation and, and continue to maintain this situation. At times, these spouses and partners are enablers of the the type of dynamic that goes on within the person with the personality disorder. Now, again, that doesn't mean now we have to jump to label the partner and blame the partner for being a co-creative contributor. It's just the nature of things. It is uh, like saying, you know, we affect our environment by just breathing uh, out in this world as well as we breathe in. Breathing oxygen and breathe out uh, carbon dioxide, basically, we are affecting the world. doesn't mean that we are to be blamed for uh, global warming, but it is a co-contribution to our environment. And the same thing with uh, individuals with borderline personality. Uh, if you are a partner of that person, I would like you to educate yourself, inform yourself about those enabling processes, about how you may actually make things worse by walking, trying to, walking on eggshells and trying not to break any eggshells, more or less. Uh, If you're left to your own devices, not knowing exactly how to break this cycle, then you may actually be making things worse. Uh, If you are a person with borderline personality or diagnosed borderline personality, you may want to really think about a few uh, treatment modalities. One of them, the best one that has empirically been shown to 
work very well and uh, re you know result into long-term um, amelioration of the borderline characteristics is something called that I mentioned earlier uh, therapy called dialectical behavioral therapy it has about um, uh, it takes about um, four months or, or 16 sessions like a standard weekly um, activity and atten attendance more or less to uh, the type of thinking and feelings and behaving that an individual may engage in. It includes mostly self-regulation exercises, uh, relaxation, non-judgmental thinking, distraction, uh, meaning making, etc. in order to really expand the ability, kind of create a stronger arsenal for an individual with BPD or borderline personality disorder to deal with interpersonal strife in a much more relaxed and tolerant uh, fashion than they are used to. So it increases the skill set of an individual to deal with life on a daily basis in a much better, more flexible, more adaptable, more advanced and enhanced and capable, more effective and competent fashion. Um, and the second thing that some people may also want to consider are uh, pharmaceutical uh, medication, uh, SSRIs, um, as well as N uh, uh, SNRIs or uh, mood regulators or stabilizers have been, uh, have been linked to um, some progress. And the reason for that is that uh, these uh, these categories that sometimes are, could also be known as antidepressants or anxiolytics, but mostly I want you to stick to the uh, chemical category, which is more or less uh, more accurately known as again SSRIs or mood stabilizers. They are uh, attending to um, the physical, the biological, the genetic, the neurobiological. Uh, foundation of a person and strengthens a person's from a chemical perspective, from a neurochemical perspective, to have almost what I would call a floor, so that you know when they are walking in life toward uh, these uh, different conflicts in interpersonal relationships, they don't feel like the rug is being pulled out from underneath their feet and they're falling down. So it gives them that floor neurochemically so that times they don't have to feel like they are they, they need to react intensely to a situation but they kind of can can almost feel like a little bit grounded a little bit you know certain a little bit confident in their situation uh, and then in addition to those uh, pharmaceutical uh, medication, uh, a person would really benefit from some kind of a skill building, which again, DBT would be one form, it, form of it. And another one would be uh, a, what I would say therapy, you know, psychotherapy that then could, uh, could be comprised of two components. One is individual psychotherapy to seek weekly individual therapy sessions with, uh, with, an, uh, with a psychotherapist who is uh, specializing in borderline uh, personality. And how it would be helpful is really to learn again from that more safe uh, therapeutic environment relationship with a therapist 
how to react differently, how to dissect issues and analyze them differently, to kind of gain a new understanding of human nature, of, of their own self, of the selves of other people, including that of the therapist, to come to terms with accepting perhaps mistakes and flaws and mishaps and errors in, in other people, become less judgmental, create more tolerance, and really become a stronger person. And a second component, I would also suggest couples therapy or interpersonal effectiveness therapy, if you will. Um, you know, people can learn how to relate to other individuals, especially loved ones and family members or co-workers, people who are meaningful to them in a much more capable, effective way uh, that includes a verbal, a different verbal communication, what words to use, how to reframe a certain thoughts or emotions or feelings and, and and make them fit to the situation, how to be less disproportionate and talk, uh, assess, judge, uh, relate and react more in a proportionate way, proportionate to the situation and context that they're given in. And, um, uh, and also nonverbal uh, ways of uh, reacting in situations that are less intense, less destructive, uh, and uh, uh, and uh, and more conducive to actually repairing a relationship and continuing to build the relationship, make their uh, family members feel more safe with them, more welcomed, more um, accepted, and more validated. Those are the things that people can do uh, in seeking some kind of a treatment with borderline personality. If you have any other questions about borderline personality, feel free to contact us. Um, you can contact us via Therapy Cable by emailing info at therapycable.com. Uh, you can also contact me directly at 949-510-1321 uh, if you have any other questions. And uh, uh, otherwise, also feel free to send your requests to Therapy Cable for further videos on any issue and topic in the realm of psychology and psychotherapy that you're interested in. Thank you for watching. We wish you a happy day.